0: This is the Goat Level podcast with your host the goat the legend the hero Van Pugh. The bird has broke me I figured it was unrealistic for this team to go 14 and 3 15 and 2 winning all these close games and having a shaky defense But, man, I wasn't expecting losing 5 of 6. I mean, 11 and 6, all right. But losing 5 of 6 at the end of the year? Damn! Come on, man. I mean, let's go over it. Let's go over it. Okay, it started off with the 49ers loss. Man, I wanted to beat them so bad because their fans have been whining all year. And then after they beat us, they're talking all type of trash. They're sticking their chest out. They think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're taking shots at us every time we lose. I do not like them. Almost as much as the Cowboys, but it's hard to get to that level. I mean, they're not a division rival. Okay. But I got to give them credit. The last three quarters of that game, they were the better team. So I got to just take my hat off to them. I don't care how annoying the fans are. Now, the next game we lost was the Cowboys at Dallas. I mean, to be fair, well, they have a really good offense, first of all. Second of all, we haven't won there in six years. So... I can kind of understand how you lose that one. Uh, Just as mad we got blown out of that game. That that was annoying. That kind of hurt. What was the next game? The Seahawks game. That wasn't as bad because I knew we were the better team and we just gave it away. We just gave it away. But I know they're the better team. The Giants game. The first Giants game. Should have blew them out. Second half, start turning the ball over. Um, On defense, they put in Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, that that was a preview of what I was going to experience later. But they put Tyrod Taylor in. He ran the offense better. And our terrible defense, well, not terrible, but our not-so-good defense was on display. And they really struggled in that second half against the Giants, but pulled it out, pulled it out. And I was just so happy to just finally stop losing and so happy to beat the Giants because the Giants, they're my second least favorite team and they are rivals. So I was so happy to beat them. I was talking trash and everything. I was just so happy to be on the winning side, especially after beating the Giants of all teams. Then the Cardinals game. I knew that was going to be a close game. Kyler Murray, James Conner, Scrappy Team. I knew it was going to be a close game. And these are, what, the second and the third worst pass defenses in the league. So you got two so-so, not so-so. You got two bad defenses playing each other. Of course, the game was... A shootout and not many punts. Just like the commanders' game, they're the same way. But to lose that game at the end, we just did not put up a fight on defense. They just scored on every drive except the pick six. Very disappointing. And then on offense, we had a chance to score a touchdown and basically, basically not leave them any time to steal the game and you know, we go backwards and kick a field goal and of course, they stole the game and all hell breaks loose in the Eagles fan base everyone's giving up, a lot of people giving up, but this was a knockout blow this was the one that got me playing the Giants chance to win the NFCs. I pretty much know the Cowboys were going to destroy the commanders. I already knew. I was expecting that. Still, I was hoping they take care of business versus the Giants. Man, we can't stop them either. Everyone's, not everyone, but secondary, back seven, they out of place. Can't stop the run. Can't stop the pass. Tyrod Taylor looked like classic Tyrod Taylor. And then we're turning the ball over. Before you know it, it's 24 nothing, And it ends up being 24 nothing at halftime. And all the announcers were talking about was this narrative of, we want to beat the Eagles. We want to finally beat the Eagles. We're tired of losing to them. And it just seems like the Giants wanted it more. And it was very disappointing. And then also, our offense, I mean, couldn't stop the blitz. And then the first time we throw to A.J. Brown, he catches it, and he fumbles, and he gets hurt. What? Jalen Hurts only had, like, 55-yard passing. And then A.J. Brown gets hurt. Devontae Smith was already out. Who else didn't play? Like, Slay was out. Man, Sidney Brown got hurt, I believe. Like, we had a bunch of people that weren't playing. And then we came out with that effort and we put in the backups midway through the second quarter or, you know, late in the second quarter. I mean, it was just disappointing. It was just very disappointing. They probably were going to put in the backups in the second half anyway because the Cowboys was just running away with things. But we had to put them in early in the second quarter because we were getting dominated that much. You know, that game just really broke my spirit because it's the Giants. Not only did we lose, it got dominated. The Giants fans, they're celebrating, but they're not celebrating that much because still another six-win season, and you got rid of your defense coordinator because he couldn't get along with other coaches, and they were firing some of his friends. So I'm like, what in the world? We lost to that? Man, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Losing to the Giants anytime sucks, but to get dominated, it's just, oh, my God. Now, Tyrod is a good player. He's always been underrated. But come on, man. We didn't even put up a fight. Broke my heart. Now we lost five or six, and the gut punch and the uppercut, the haymaker, the knockout blow, was against the Giants. And now, most of the fan base, I say maybe at least half of the fan base, when we start losing, the fan base can't agree on anything. I don't even know if they can agree on anything when we were winning. We definitely can't agree on anything when they're losing. <clears throat> I think a small majority of the fan base believes it's over. We're going to lose next week. And even if we win next week, we're going to get killed by San Francisco or Dallas. They they're pretty much on to the the next season. They're pretty much on to the Sixers, the Flyers, and then eventually the Phillies. I think there's I think folks are still going to watch. I think most of the fan base, especially the ones I follow on X, they're still going to watch on Monday, but they don't have high hopes. And You really get to see how the fan base just takes no you-know-what. Because these guys are saying all the right things. Uh, Brandon Graham, AJ, the coach, they're saying all the right things. It's like, oh, we know we can do it. We know what this locker room's made of. Uh, Just everything you want them to say in that situation Everything you're supposed to say, and the fan base just doesn't care. There's like y'all just haven't been playing well, and the defense hasn't been terrible all year. And it just looks like this is going down in flames. This the 2023 Eagles ship is going down in flames, and it's just time to move on. That's what everyone thinks. Man, I don't blame them. Defense is 25th. Second worst pass defense in the league. Run defense in a span of a month and a half, oh maybe two months, went from clearly number one to 10th. It all looks bad. And we're going against a team that has the third most blitz rate. And our two worst offensive performances came when the team blitzed us to death in the first half. Not good. And then also, I don't think with with our banged-up secondary and underachieving secondary, we got to go against Mike Evans, Godwin, and Otten with a, a confident Baker Mayfield in their place. It doesn't look good, but I have a slimmer of hope. Because I know what the Burr can do. Also, we beat them before. We beat them before. They're not playing well either. They got destroyed by the Saints, who honestly, I wish they were in the playoffs because they got hot. They're, they're getting hot at the right time. But it was too little too late. That Just like last year, too little too late for the Saints to get hot in late December when they already have a losing record. No, you can't do that. And try to make the playoffs. That's that's ridiculous. Anyway. But still, the Bucks lost that game. And then they only put up nine against the Panthers. Now, the Panthers' defense isn't bad. It isn't bad. It's better than the numbers suggest. The, um, their pass defense is actually above average. So I can understand how they would give the Bucks problems and it'd be 9-0. But 9-0? Dang. Loafing. But anyway, there's some hope. Because I know what the bird can do. And Jalen Hurts, 28-3. You already know. And then you saw the Super Bowl run last year. You saw him go toe-to-toe with Mahomes After a critical turnover. Yeah, sure. He's one of the top of the league in turnovers and had 15 interceptions. It's part of the experience. It happens sometimes. He had a bunch of turnovers at OU. We still went to the playoffs. This guy, don't give up on this guy yet. Yeah, oh yeah, he hurt his finger. But I think he'll be fine. Because they taped it together and he threw a spiral just fine. So he'll be fine. But he can do it. This team is full of veterans that have been there, done that. And for some of these veterans, this is their last chance to do anything before it all goes downhill from here. Some are about to retire. But they got this. The bird got this. The bird is the work. <laughs> They can now use the underdog role as motivation. And that is dangerous for y'all. You saw what happened the last time. You saw what happened in that first Super Bowl run. Well, not 05, but um, I mean 04. But 2017, it's time to bring back the dog mask. It's time to get back to work. The defense, I know it's been bad all year. I know it's 2022 Vikings-ish. But they got this. Like I said, there's another example. There's a 2012 Ravens. Team full of veterans that came together at the right time and played the, their best football in playoff time. This team can do it. I know they can. And the Bucks, we can use them as a speed bump. Then after that, it's an uphill climb. Because 49ers, Cowboys, Lions are all playing better than us right now. But it's okay. It's okay. We've played two of them already. So we know what to expect from them. Got to use that to their advantage. Come on, man. Got this. Let's go, birds. You got to dig deep inside. Everything you have. Because there's no coming back from this. You lose, you go home. So they got to dig deep inside. And they got to find whatever they need to find to make this happen. The Super Bowl is not out of reach. It might be out of reach to 95% of people that look at this team and watch this team play. But those guys in the locker room know what it is. You got to fix these problems. And you got fix it now. It's now or never. And when it comes to the rest of the NFL playoffs, Packers at Cowboys, I might as well start with that. That's hype. I said, I said, during week 18, before the playoffs were set, and I, of course I was arguing with Emily about this, who, by the way, I guess she reflects what a lot of the fan base thinks, but They're they're just happy to be there. The fan base is just happy to be there. They got a young team, and they weren't expecting to make the playoffs, but they did. And Jordan Love, I looked at his stats. This guy has 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Damn! I'm not going to lie. That's pretty impressive. He has better numbers than Jalen Hurts. Uh, breaks my heart to say that, but it's the truth. Well, it helps that he annihilated the Bears twice, but still, like, well, and the Lions. He annihilated the Lions, too. But still, like, that's pretty impressive. So, the future is bright with Jordan Love. He can put up those type of numbers, but their defense falling off a cliff, and they got to play the Cowboys. Cowboys. That's a terrible matchup. Dak Prescott has even better numbers than Jordan Love. Well, he got two more touchdowns, but he got less interceptions and more yards and more touchdowns. So, yeah, he has better yards than Jordan Love, and he's going against a more favorable defense. I mean, statistically, overall, the Packers' defense is okay. But lately, they've been loafing. And this is not a good matchup. I feel like they're still going to get killed. I wish it was the Saints, the Seahawks, or the Rams going to Dallas because I would give them a legit shot of winning. But the Packers, I think, honestly, uh, thinking about it a little bit more and looking at Jordan Love's stats make me think that, okay, this could be a one-score game. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys are going to win. They're the better team. This is not a good matchup for the Packers' defense. Even if they stop CeeDee Lamb, I don't know how they stop Ferguson or Cooks or, man, even Gallup and, um, ah, man, Tolbert. I don't even know how you stop CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's on a roll. I can't remember the last time he had less than 100 yards. I can't remember the last time he didn't score a touchdown in a game. This guy's been on a roll, and that is exactly why the minute he went to the Cowboys, I was upset. Because I knew the Cowboys had a potential Hall of Famer. And I was mad that they got them. I'm mad that the rival got them. I'm mad that these guys, these guys, these guys shouldn't have him. I'm so mad. But they do. And they're taking full advantage of his talents. And I'm upset. It's part of the reason why they're in second place in the NFC, and they won the NFC's. Sick. Probably going to beat the Packers. Uh, We ended up with Lions and Rams. Um, Oh, man. The Lions have been pretty good this year, and they've been better than the Rams. They've been a better overall team than the Rams, even though the Rams got hot at the end of the year and Stafford came back. The Lions are a better team, but, I mean, I've seen them on a big stage so inconsistent. And, you know, they lost to Dallas. They lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. Like, this team, man, sometimes ain't show up in those big games. And I'm very worried. The last time they had a big home game like this, they lost. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, and Stafford coming back to, the, to Detroit, th- the chance of redemption for Stafford is just too much. And also golf going against his former team. Boy, this is going to be a good one. This go either way. I'm going to edge the lines because they're at home and they've been a the better team all year, but wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Um, I already talked about the Eagles and Bucks. Uh, it's not looking good for us, but I feel like we're a better team. Uh, and ultimately, they will find a way to win, even though even with their struggles and their free falling play. Uh, who else? Okay, let's go to the uh, AFC. So we missed out on Bills and Chiefs because the way the playoffs shake shook out, shook out, and you know uh, the Steelers won, and that. That eliminated some teams and that um, met, that kind of shook up the seating. So now the Bills, the Bills and Dolphins, they're both going to make the playoffs and they played on Sunday night. It was like whoever won, won the division and the Bills won despite three turnovers, two red zone turnovers. But it was clear after watching the first quarter that they were the better team. It's just that They just had to stop turning the ball over and keep the Dolphins out of the end zone. And they just did just enough, okay? Without the turnovers, this is a three-touchdown game. They were just that much better than the Dolphins that night. Just is what it is. So they deserve to take the division. They've been playing better lately. They they were better in that game. But, and then the loser, if the Bills lost, they would have had to come back to Miami, which... That would have been hilarious because Bills would have punished them because there's no way they were going to turn the ball over three, four times a second game in a row. So that would have been bad for the Dolphins. But it might be worse for the Dolphins now that they got to go to Kansas City. Might as well transition to that. I mean, it's it's a style clash. The Chiefs' defense... They got like the third best pass defense. They got like a top 10 defense overall. They might have the number two pass defense. This is the best Chiefs defense. This got to be the best Chiefs defense is Derek Thomas. And the Dolphins have arguably the best offense in the league. It's definitely top five. So it's a style clash. But here's the problem, though. The Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, the Dolphins have only beat one winning team, and that was the Cowboys. They've only beaten one winning team. And they only won that game by one. So I'm like, I don't know. You got that working against them. Then it's reports that it's going to be zero degrees in Kansas City. With a negative wind chill. Damn! Game over. Boy, it's a wrap. I don't know how you can play in those conditions. I've I've seen it done. I mean, remember that Vikings Seahawks playoff game that they had to play outside because I think they were renovating the dome. Remember that? All those. Playoff games in Green Bay, like, I think the Giants and Packers in, like, 07 was like that. There's almost always a playoff game that's ridiculously cold. This year is that one. I don't understand how a team like this. I mean, of course, they're they're mentally preparing for it. They're professionals. They're going to figure out a way to make this work. But this is insane. And also, the Dolphins... Don't have a good history, first of all, in road playoff games. But second of all, in games that are under 41 degrees. I, when's the last time he even won, first of all, a playoff game? Second of all, a road playoff game? Years. I think I saw on the X, it was like 1972. Yeah. Literally, Mercury, Morris, and the guys. Come on, man. Don Schuler. Come on, man. This is not good. And then you're going against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. I know the offense has fell off this year. Hasn't been good, mostly because of the receivers. Well, that's half the problem. But the offense just hasn't been firing on all cylinders. But the underrated part of their offense is Isaiah Pacheco. Or Pacheco. The only problem with him is he's been in and out of the lineup because, you know, injuries here and there. But that guy is the truth. Like, he runs hard. And if the Chiefs are winning the battle up front, he's going to be a problem, especially in that weather. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the weather, the history, it just all works against the Dolphins. It's just not looking good. And this game is on Peacock. I'm not going to be watching. I'm going to be on the road. Just tell me how it goes. I hope it's on the radio so I can listen to it. Um, Just tell me how it goes. I'm not paying for Peacock. Especially when I know the Chiefs are going to win. This isn't a good matchup. It's not looking good. I just can't see the Chiefs losing this game. I could be wrong. Just like I can't see the Bills losing to the Steelers the Steelers and with no TJ Watt. I was gonna say the Steelers have a good pass rush and can make the it could give the Bills problems. It could might make life hell. That's what I want to say. It can make life hell for the Bills offense, but I don't know. Because the secondary is up and down. The linebackers up and down. So I don't know. If the Bills can eliminate the turnovers and play basically like they did against the Cowboys or the Dolphins the first time, this game's over at halftime. But it's the playoffs. The Bills are inconsistent. This could be a close game. This could be a closer game than we think, but ultimately the Bills are a better team and they should win, especially at home. I'm sure it's going to be cold in Buffalo too. Maybe not as cold as it's going to be in Kansas City, but it's going to be cold. And thank God, I was supposed to be in Kansas City that weekend. Thank God I would have froze to death. Now, I wouldn't have been outside that much. The only thing I would have did was go to the Kansas OU game. Oh, I could preview that. But you know what? I'll just talk about it after it happens next week. But I'm not going there anymore for several reasons. But mostly, mostly is money and money and help. That's the two biggest reasons why I'm not going to Kansas City this year. This was the time to go. This is our last chance to win at Allen Fieldhouse. And I'm not going to be able to make it. But thank God, because the weather is going to be awful. I was going to freeze to death. Now, the first time I went out there, it it was that cold. Well, it wasn't that cold, but it was cold. Basically, man, matter of fact, the two times I've been out there, it was cold. I mean, what would be different? But it, it was. it's really, really going to be cold on Saturday and Sunday. Nah, let's not. Because I would have been there on Saturday. Um, yeah, with Rose Death. Especially if I would have decided to go to the playoff game after the Kansas OU game. Because the Kansas OU game is at two. I guess one local time. And the Miami... Kansas City games at seven local time. I could have easily did that if I had the money, but I'm not at that place in my life, so it's not gonna happen. But yeah, that's the playoffs. Uh, pretty much expecting chalk. Oh, I forgot about the Browns and the Texans. The Browns and the Texans is not a good matchup for CJ Stroud. I know y'all saw what he could do. I know. He willed his team to a victory against the Colts. Well, the Colts kind of helped them because, you know, they dropped that easy fourth down deep in the red zone. They could have easily won that game. But C.J. Stroud did great. He had a deep touchdown pass at the beginning of the game. So, I mean, I I know people are high on the Texans and high on C.J. Stroud right now, but it's not a good matchup. The Browns are the best defense in the league. Statistically. So it's unreal. It, it, they're, the, they're the best defense in the league. It, this is a tough man. And they already beat the Texans the first time. The Texans have not been good against stingy pass defenses. Carolina, the Browns, the Jets. They were terrible in all three of those games. Even the Falcons. Their pass defense ain't even... Like, those three, but they still gave them problems. It's not a good match. It's not. A, and Joe Flacco's rolling, too. It's not a good match for the Texans, even at home. That that might help them that they're at home and they've seen these guys before. But I just don't think, I don't think this is a good matchup for the Texans. I I, I think the Browns are going to win. And we're looking at Ravens-Browns part three. Uh, We'll, we'll see, though. I could be wrong. I would love to see C.J. Stroud in the second round, even if it is against Baltimore. Oh, my God. Well, if you're C.J. Stroud, the potentially going from... Potentially having to go from... Oh, my God. Um, Potentially going from playing the Browns to the Ravens? Mmm, boy, that's not good. Maybe the Bills. The Bills' defense not as good as those two, but it would still be tough having to shoot out with Josh Allen. It's going to be tough for the Texans, man. It's just some tough matchups. It's just some tough matchups. Whether they win this game and go into the next, it's going to be tough matchups. I feel bad for them. But I got the Browns winning. I could be wrong, but it doesn't look good for the Texans. Uh, But we'll see. Not a good matchup whatsoever um okay, college football, so Michigan won the title finally, they finally got over a the hump. They didn't beat Ohio State three years in a row. They won the big 10 title three years in a row. Now it was just they had to get over the hump of winning in the playoffs and winning that championship and they finally did it. People already making excuses. They cheated. Florida State didn't make it. Georgia didn't make it. Excuses. Michigan handled business. They did just enough to beat Alabama. And against Washington, I definitely picked them against Washington. Well, I like them a little bit more than Washington. But I saw how intense that pass rush is. I saw how aggressive that secondary is. I was like, this might be the best defense in the playoffs. And I'm like, they're gonna give Washington problems. Penix threw for 426 yards or something like that against Texas. I was like, he's gonna throw for half of that versus Michigan. It's gonna be a very tough matchup. I was like, the only way that Washington's gonna win is if he, Michael Penix, basically goes on a Joe Burrow type of run. You saw how he annihilated OU and then. He threw for 400 more yards against Clemson. And Clemson was a better defense than OU. I was like, if he does that, then he deserves it. Then Washington deserves the title. But I knew he wasn't going to do that. And I knew Michigan's running game was going to be a problem. Well, I wasn't sure. But they removed all doubt with two long touchdown runs at the beginning of the game. And then offense, they just maintained. And then the defense was just handling business. Most of the game, and then at the end of the game, they were clutch with their pass rush and their tur- turnovers. This is exactly what they did against Ohio State. That was a close game. It was a similar type of game. And when they needed to make the stop the most, they got to the quarterback. They forced a the turnover. That's what they do. That's what they've done all year. And, you know, what was they, 15-0? and 0? You got to love it. And all the celebrities were there and stuff, and John Harbaugh was there. and. um The parents were there. I didn't even know Jim Harbaugh had a son that coaches. It's not surprising. It's just, I just didn't know. But, man, congrats to Michigan. That was my team in middle school. A little bit in high school. A little bit. But definitely middle school, that was my team. So it's always a soft spot in my heart. Plus, you know, got a classmate that went there. Uh, my friend Zach is a fan, so I kind of, kind of lean towards them because of those things. And I wanted to see them get over the hump. If Washington would have won, I would have been cool with it. It's not like it's Texas. Even if Alabama, if Alabama would have won, I would have been cool with it. No, I would have been kind of. I would have felt bad for Michigan because it would just would have been another failure. But it just seems like. They did all the things necessary to become champions, even the little things. You know what I'm saying? They just got better every year. I don't know what they did to get better every year, but they got better every year. They got blown out by Georgia in the playoffs. What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Then they choked against TCU. They should have won that game. Then, you know, they... They got over the hump, beating Alabama, and in the championship they handled business. They took advantage of the opportunity against Washington. They just beat up Michael Penix, and Michael Penix was just making some uncharacteristic missed throws and misreads, and I, I could kind of believe it because Michigan has a pretty good defense, so that makes sense. But congrats to Michigan. I want to see if they can do it again next year with some of their key players leaving. Um, Michigan versus Washington rematch on October 5th. I might be in Myrtle Beach watching that, which is perfect. If I'm not playing in the tournament or something like that, I'm going to be watching it. So it that's a great place to watch that game. Myrtle Beach, oh, that's perfect. So we'll see. But you know Judging by finances and stuff I might just go all in for OU Texas And just watch the game at home Or just watch the highlights And, and just work Um, We'll see October 5th is far enough away For things to, to change So we'll see But once again congrats to Michigan uh, OU basketball OU basketball beat Iowa State And I love it I think They're 2-0 in the conference. I don't think they've lost in the conference yet. And they're number nine in the country. I would assume that Iowa State will get ranked soon because, yeah, they lost to us. I mean, we just took over. We just took over at the last five minutes of the game. We made a big run. We shut down their little fake Dirk Nowitzki guy. And we won. Of course, you know... One of the Iowa State fans, she was kind of cute. She um, poked the hornet's nest of Sooner fans on the X and got a bunch of us replying because she asked, what the heck of a Sooner anyway? She obviously said that out of frustration. And that got me thinking, oh, man, we got to go to Hilton Coliseum. And what scares me even more, they just beat Houston. They were undefeated in the number two team in the country. I'm like, we got to go there? When is the last time we even won at that place? I think the one time I can remember us winning in that place this entire decade or ever since I've been a student at OU was that time they were terrible. Remember that year? They had the coach that uh, came from um, Murray State. They had him and they were terrible. This is one year they were terrible. They won like They won single-digit games. They were horrible. I think that was the one year we won at Iowa State. Not even Trey Young could win at Iowa State. Like, that place, Hilton Coliseum, is terrifying. I don't know why, but he couldn't win there. Well, no, I got to go check. I think he might have won there one time, but I don't know. From what I can remember, he didn't win there either. So, that's a tough place to play. And I hope when the time comes, they take care of business, but it looks scary. Houston just, for the first 10 minutes of the game, looked like they forgot how to play basketball, and they got down like 14-0. Now, credit to them. They came back, took the lead and everything, but they lost. So I'm like, that's terrifying for my Sooners, but we're off to a great start. Our only loss was to North Carolina, who, let's just be real, they they were a more athletic team, and they were a tough defensive team. so. I I can understand how we lose that game. I, I get it. But these guys are still on the right track, and uh, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Uh the Wizards. The Wizards are still trash. After okay, we lost to the Hawks by four, right? It wasn't that close. Like they took their foot off the gas. I, I kind of mentioned that last episode, but I don't think I mentioned the foot off the gas part. Trey Young and DeJounte did whatever they wanted. So, it wasn't as close as the score indicated. But it was a better effort than them going to Cleveland. Now, I knew we were at least guaranteed to lose at least one game in Cleveland because Cleveland is just that much better than us. But you lose by 39? Damn. Then you lose by 24? What? And then the cherry on top, right after we lost by 24 to the Cavs. I knew it was going to be tough trying to beat the red-hot New York Knicks at home. We lost that game by 14-2. It wasn't that close. But, you know, the, the Wizards did what they could to make up the deficit, but they couldn't. Team trash. And you know that. Uh, Who do we beat? We beat the Nets, right? We beat the Nets when they were on their slide. But other than that, just pure garbage. Now, the good thing is, next week, we play the Pistons on MLK Day at home. And then the Saturday after that, we play against Spurs at home. Those are two of the worst teams in the league. Got to beat them. Got to beat them. Got to beat them. The stats say, the numbers say, and... Just my gut says that we're going to lose at least one, if not both of those games. But I know we're better than the Pistons. And the Spurs, we're on the same level. So I don't see how they can't beat either one of those teams. They let go of Ryan Rollins. I I guess, man. He he was on a two-way contract, I believe. I mean, they call him up from the go-go, it seems like, once or twice a week. So I... I guess, you know, he was expendable. I just didn't understand it. But I don't know. Maybe I need to watch the team more and see why. I don't be seeing him on the court for real, for real. So, you know, maybe that makes sense. Uh, yeah, Jordan Poole just shoots us out of game sometimes. But the n- nobody plays defense. Denny plays hard, but he can only do it so much. Uh... Kisper can shoot, but he's he's pretty much limited. Kyle Kuzma is our best player, but he can only do it so much. Gaffer's good, but he can only do it so much. And just, just a lot of limitations on this team. And I guess the tank is on. I just didn't think it'd be this bad. This is just terrible. We getting blown out almost every night. Terrible. Trash. I can't believe I'm going to watch this train wreck. I plan to go to the Pistons and Wizards, but if it works out, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I mean, I'll watch on TV or I'll just watch the highlights. Fine with me. Uh, Sticking with basketball, Jaw and Tyrese Halliburton are hurt. Now, Jaw's out for the season. He hurt his shoulder in practice. Now, how he do that, I don't know. But I am heartbroken because... Well, he had the 25-game suspension. We kind of forgot about him. Then he came back close to Christmas, and he immediately took off. Game-winning shots, 30-point games, all the highlights you're used to seeing from Jaw. he was killing it. And the Memphis Grizzlies were winning games. Now he's gone, and just in an instant, he's out for the season. Just like that. Didn't even play a month. And he's out for the season. I'm sick. Basketball fans are sick. I know Grizzlies fans are sick. Now, props to the Grizzlies fans, or props to the Grizzlies for coming out the next day and punishing the Dallas Mavericks. They absolutely put it to them. Desmond Bain couldn't miss in the third quarter. But at the end of the day, it's not sustainable. They need jaw. They're not. Making the playoffs without y'all. They might make the play-in tournament, but they're not making the playoffs without y'all. And even if they do, they losing in at least five or six. Come on now. We, we're going to miss y'all. But hopefully he heals the shoulder. Uh, if Candace Parker is correct, then she said about six months before it, it start getting like better. If that's the case, that puts us in July. He'll be ready by training camp. So I think he'll be ready by training camp, and then hopefully we get a full year of John Morant because he is so fun to watch. Tyrese Halliburton got hurt. He slipped. That's just bad luck. These guys sweat and stuff. I know the people who, like, mop the floors and stuff. They do the best they can, but these guys sweat so much. So... There's only so much you can do, especially with the game moving so fast, especially the Pacers. Pacers move so fast. Oh, that's the Wizards' next opponent, by the way. Uh, Last time we played, the Wizards absolutely killed them because it's a great matchup for the Wizards. Now they got no Tyrese Halliburton. Mm, Might get them. We'll see. We'll see. But Tyrese Halliburton, the reason why that sucks, because he's averaging 24 and 12. He's averaging 12 assists per game. I heard that was the most Before the All-Star break Since John Stockton Now the person that's right behind him Is Trey Young I think he has like 10.7 assists I'll I'll get to this comparison later But oh my god man Tyrese Halliburton is so fun to watch The lobs he do And the no look passes And just he got weird shooting motion, but he's just so fun to watch. It's like it's like Magic Johnson like. Now he ain't Magic Johnson, but it it's that type of excitement when you watch them. The little bit of watch of Indiana, that's what it that's what it's like. Like it's just so much fun to watch. And it's on pause for a little bit, but he has a grade one hamstring injury. I've had those little strains. Calf strain. Uh, Not hamstring, but calf. I mean, not I I said calf, but quad, oblique. I've had all type of little strains that take a week or two to get over. I think the quad one took weeks. But you can't walk for the first few days, for sure. But after that, depending on how bad it is, you know, it, it gets better on its own. But I guess with their um, training and in medicine and all that, he should be fine. But I think it's a true grade one, which means it's more serious than anything I had. So if they ain't treated right, that could be a month or so. So I think he'll be fine ultimately. But it's just a shame he's going to be out for a little bit because he's so fun to watch. Now, before I get to the—I might as well say it now. Um, How about Burton versus Trey Young? They both have a bunch of assists. They both have double digit assists this year. Um John Stockton has 15,000 assists and no one has been able to catch him. Him. The question is, will either of those two, Halliburton and Trey Young, will either of those two catch Trey um not Trey Young. Will either Trey Young or Halliburton catch John Stockton? Will both of them catch John Stockton? Will neither of them catch John Stockton? And who will finish their career with more assists? Tyrese Halliburton or Trey Young? That's actually a good question. It seemed like it's gonna be Halliburton, but I think Trey Young's been doing this longer. I gotta see how Halliburton does this from now on. But if he stays on the pace he's going, then he'll he'll end up with more assists easily. This is like Jay Kidd and and Steve Nash. They were They played around the same time, and they're right there together in the assist totals. This is the same thing. Boy, I can't wait. But, I mean, of course, Luca Luca could be up there too because he has a lot of assists, and he's doing like LeBron. Like, LeBron scores a lot and passes a lot. So, I mean, gets a lot of assists, and LeBron is top five in assists. So, I'm like, it could be done. But those two, those two, man, them, them two can dish the rock. I'm biased and will go with Trey Young in that argument because he's just been more consistent throughout his career. But Halliburton's has only been in the league like what, four years? Maybe three. I think Trey's been in the league for six years now. Uh we'll see. We'll see. I still I think it's gonna be Trey Young, but we'll see. Now the last thing, Draymond's back. You know how I feel about Draymond. Very entertaining to watch. Very good defender. I just love watching him play. And the game is better with him. Like, antics or no antics. Like, the game is better when he's playing. And he really thought about retirement. So I guess this really got to him. This time off really got to him. But everyone around him just just misses him and wants him to play and work things out. Um, whether he stops the annex, I don't think he will, because that's just how he plays. I mean, we'll see. You know, actions speak loud in words. You can ask Eagles fans about that. But I just I think it's better. I, I think it's I think it's the game is better with with him on the court. And the Warriors are better with him on the court. Because right now the Warriors are mid and they can use a bump with their brother coming back. But I just, I'm interested to see what happens from here. How he plays and if he does something else dumb or he does another antic. I want to see. I'm very interested. But it's good to have him back. I'm sure he'll be playing. I guess the NBA got a really intense ramp up. Um, They got a really intense like ramp up process. I don't even know the half of it, but I'm sure it's very intense. But it's important because, I mean, I've learned just by playing social league that you got to be in shape to be on that court. Because if not, you're not going to be able to do any of your moves. You're not going to want to guard anybody. And you might get hurt. So it's best that you're in condition before you get up on that court. I struggle with ramp-ups because I just, I lose focus and I get bored. But it's important. Man, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, hey, man, good to have Draymond back. And I can't wait to see him on the court. I don't know if I have anything else. But, hey, goleveltees.com for all things go Level. I guess for now I'll, I'll try to keep the domain. But uh, we'll just see. But goatlevelteesatomp for all things goat level. Uh, two new collections are out. Uh, the goat level established twenty eighteen with the new logo. That's that's a collection, and the money over goats, or money over goats, money and goats, uh, sportswear line that's out. Because you know, that's an AI design. I was gonna say that. Yeah, it's an AI design. So that's it came out vicious. So I just put it out there. And, you know, God loves the show. Now, remember, the bird is the word. In NFL, if they get this defense together, you in trouble. So you already know that I'm out. Peace and oh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, anybody but the Cowboys and the 49ers. Facts. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.